You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I hope you're having a great day today. I have a really fun one for you all today. I have Brant Wilcox, the owner of Built Body Works. Brant, thanks for being on the show. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Dude, it's, this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that I have known you the long, out of any of my guests, I think I've known you the longest. <laughs> Since what, I was, uh, I was 17, 18? I, I was, yeah, it was 2012. Yep. 2012. Yeah, 18. Okay. Yeah, for all those people out there, shout out to, no, I'm just kidding. We were, we worked at Hollister together. <laughs> yes. Sir. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's, dude, it's kind we of, we got to get some of those pictures up there. Yeah, dude, I don't know if people want to see that. <laughs> A little shirtless greeter and all that stuff. Like, man, lifeguards, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, they tricked us, man. They said, like, hey, we'll pay you a hundred bucks a day and then give you a free outfit if you do that. And so, hey, it was yep. worth it. Yep. But, and then, I don't know if you remember, but that was the time where Abercrombie was like switching things up. Yeah. And I, I, did you ever do it? I never. So, dude, we tr- we got like, they made us, well, obviously work out like, with all this tryouts, stuff. Like tryouts yeah, yeah, and all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah. We went down to Abercrombie. Well, didn't we go down to Abercrombie together? Down, I don't no, remember. Oh, dude, they were, they were so weird. They like, they asked me to like, Literally take my shirt off in the back, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, we'll hey, get I you got on a the bunch list. of pictures taking me, and this yeah, and, that yeah. and the other." And then all of a sudden, they were like, "Hey, I don't know if we're gonna do this anymore." So I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, they like we we got everything, and then like the day of, they're like, "No, we're not doing it anymore." But that was back when like they were not doing well. That's yep, yeah, that's what they, I was told. And, and you know, they were they were I don't, I I still don't know if they're doing they well, but they were not doing it. well. Yep. So they they didn't want to pay their their people. Um, but Shout dude, it was funny because cards. when I started working out, I thought all my wildest dreams come true. Like hot chicks coming in there and buy, <laughs> yeah. buy clothes. Like that's the best thing in the world. And then uh, we made it. Yeah. Like, dude, I worked at Hollister. This is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> um, so but it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like a lot has happened. Uh, what is what would that be? 11 years. And right, like, yeah, you geez. know, before we hopped on this, we were just looking at old pictures, but man, it's, it's crazy. We got to, and it, I, I still talk wild. to a lot of people from that group. So it's kind of, kind of nuts. It's insane, dude. Yeah, but dude, you're blowing up, man. Like, dude, you're freaking crushing it. Like, I see you on the jazz, Utah jazz basketball uh, airplanes. You're working with the University of Utah. Um, You know, we'll get into how you became the first TB12 sports, um, you know, what would you call it? The body coach. Body coach in Utah. Yep. Anybody does know TB12 sports. Uh, co-founded by Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero, right? right? Guerrero. Yeah, you got it. And just a phenomenal group. And, you know, we'll get into, you know, a lot of what Tom attributes his success to is Alex. And now Alex is, you know, teaching you and you're fully, you know, done certified. Like I saw that, you know, you're yep. signing your, in your, in your, uh, built body works yep. building and your TV. It's so cool. It's so cool. Which is kind of funny I'm because. Excited. Like we, we've been planning on this podcast for a long time, but you're, free, you're all over the place and it just so happened to be there. Another, <laughs> One day at a time, arrow with a quiver, man. Dude, it's cool. I mean, it's just, it's so cool to watch and see how like, like we come from, I guess we, but like, you know, from Hollister right, and right. like all that, you know, going on there. And then, you know, now where you're at, it's just, it's just growing cool. up, dude. Yeah, that's dude, it. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, yeah. 11, 12 years. That's insane. Yeah. So, um, you know, to kind of get in your story about how you got into, you know, what is it physical therapy? Like what, what would you call like body dude, work? So it, it, you know, we'll say yeah. body work. 
So we're getting into body work, you know, and I know that you were, you know, dating Alex's daughter back in the day. Yep. And maybe that's where this dream came, yep. came from. But yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of got you into the, into the space, you know, why you wanted to, you know, do your own thing in, in the business world with your own spot and you know, that whole thing. And I know you've gone through, you know, personally, yep. um, you know, we, we both been through divorces and yeah, remarried and bro, I forgot. Yeah, yeah okay. man. You get it. You I get do my that. homework, bro. I yeah. do my homework. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get it, dude. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it, man. I'm excited okay. for this one. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, take me back to senior year. I was taking sports medicine back in high school and started dating Alex's daughter. Um, you know, when I met him, he's like Tom Brady's best friend, you know, like they, they were calling him uncle Tommy. I'm not right. kidding. I'm like, remember, I don't know if you know this, but you FaceTime me. I think when you, or yeah, someone dude, I FaceTime, remember were that. you with, I think you were with Tom or something. I remember I FaceTime Tom say, Brady with you. Like dude, it may have been, it may have been, because like, we were, went there to his house, but I'm trying to remember. in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you were but like. I do remember this. They wouldn't even let me bring my phone around, which I was like, okay, I, I respect that. So I either yeah. probably called you like right when I left the house. Yeah. Or like we were at his house, but I couldn't like, I couldn't yeah. have my phone on me. Right. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was, so that was summer of 2013. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, hanging around Alex, I mean, dude, you meet somebody like that and you're like, you have no clue that there could be a possible connection, but you're like, that's what I want to do. Right. I want to do that. I'm a 17 year old kid. I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to get to that point. But um, geez, fast forward over the years, I mean, I ended up going to actual massage school. And during my massage school, I actually reconnected with Alex and really? I said, Hey dude, look, I'm getting into body work. Can you point me in the right direction? But what, what should I do? Where do I go? Right. His response was almost the same thing every time. And he said, get your hands on as many people as possible. Really? Show the work that you can do. Right. And just practice, practice, practice. So six months into school, I found out that I could intern with a chiropractor. Okay. So I actually interned with a chiropractor here in Layton. Oh, nice. And he's the, I don't know if he still is, he was the official chiropractor of the Utah Grizzlies hockey team. Okay. So I'm a student. My first session ever outside of classmates, family, friends, I show up to the, to the office and the chiropractor's like, hey, you ready to go today? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I've, I've been in school. I, I got this. Right. He's like, great. Your first client's a Utah Grizzlies player. All right, I think I can do this. I can do this. Right. So we do this session, and and uh, even the Grizzlies player was like, "Dude, you need to come down like to the arena, come help out the team." I'm like, "You tell the chiropractor, I'll be there." Right. So, bro, a few months later, uh, season starts up. They don't start till geez, September, October ish, and I was at all the games, nice. pre and post. Still, just like fr I was still a student, and then fresh out of that, um, loved working there. I wanted to learn more in the skill set of like sports and injuries. Right. Um, although working with a chiropractor was a great experience, I just, I wanted more. Right. So I met another mentor who got me, he got me connected with the University of Utah. Nice. And that's when I started with gymnastics, football, track and field. Um, eventually would, would fill in for the head therapist. Uh, I've been down on the field actually during COVID. That was great. There was nobody in the stadium. Right. No one. That was wild. And then traveled with the team out to Washington. Um, and then literally for my time at the U, um, the U is who referred me to the Jazz. So really? this, this last season was my first season with the Jazz. Wow. Yeah. I got a phone call saying, hey, they're looking for somebody. You ready? I'm like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. For this. I'm yeah. the guy. So in the, in the, in the bodywork world, your interview is that you quite literally show what you can do with your right. hands. Right. So I show up and I work on the head trainer. And he sits up. I'm like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm feeling good. I'm like, great. 
And he looks over at, at another trainer and he's like, get this dude some gear and get him on the schedule. So I was on the schedule. I got the job right there. Nice. And I show up to the, the training facility. This, was, this would have been a couple weeks later, preseason, last September. And uh, I've got some jazz clothes. And I've got three to four guys on my schedule. And it just, rest is history, man. Wow. I mean, um, I think in an organization like that, it takes a lot of trust building. Right. Um, I was only up at the, the practice facility probably one, two times a week. And then as the season progressed, it was three to four times a week. And then end of the season, I ended up traveling with them. Right. That's a, that's a different experience. Yeah, that oh, I is, bet, man. I can't even imagine traveling with a, with a team. No. I mean, you're escorted everywhere. Um, the whole plane was uh, VIP seating. The whole plane was first-class seating. I couldn't really? even touch the seat in front of me. Really? Um, and you're, you're in places. Like, I remember we, we flew into Boston for a game at, like, 6, 7 o'clock at night. Had the game the next day. You leave the stadium on a bus – Please escort to the airport and leave and go to your next destination. Really? It's and just, it didn't it's, matter. It's just yeah. boom, 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 boom. So we'd show up in some places at 2 or 3 in the morning and then do the same thing again. Really? Yeah. So wow. I was in Boston for like maybe 24 hours. Really? Yeah. Dude, that that's crazy. I mean, yeah, they get to fly on these fancy planes, but, dude, that's got to be exhausting. Like you got to kind of work your way into that and get used to that because mm -hmm. that travel schedule has got to be wild. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and you're like, you know, even for like people support, like, you know, I can imagine for the players and like you, because you're working – Oh, and then, yeah. like you put everything back away, pack it up, basically game's over. Boom, back to the airplane. Living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's kind of wild. Typically, they have about a day in between games, and so that's why this kind of body work so important for them because, like, that's kind of a practice rest day. Right. That's when I'm doing most of my work. Right. So, so what is body work? Like, like what do you do, dude? Good question. I mean, let's let's separate the two for just a second because i feel like when you hear the word massage you think of some spa treatment right? right some relaxing deal everything that i do in terms of body work or sports massage sports rehab injury rehab is all catered toward pain and injuries right so if you got a shoulder problem there's no reason for me to be working on your calf right like i'm probably not going to go there unless you got an issue with your calf too right right so this is all catered toward functionality um living pain free and being able to do what you love right um, now don't get me wrong. I think there's a time and place for maybe some type of spa treatment, vacation, relaxation, but, um, I'm never here to hurt people, but I can say that some type of injury treatment's going to be a little bit more deeper. Right. Um, Especially that scraping, man, I got that done once. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you this. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to hit on that for two seconds. Okay. They're actually teaching against some of that deeper scraping. Really? Against yeah. it? <clears throat> yeah. Really? It's kind of, a. Here's what I've learned in like the world of, I mean, really medical world or bodies, like things start changing. Like I'm trying to think of an example. Scraping is a big one. I remember icing was a really, really big one. Now we're seeing all these ice baths and things come out. Right. Um, I could talk about some of that stuff, but yeah, scraping, I mean, really it's an input to your nervous system. It's actually just supposed to help kind of dilate local blood vessels and calm nerve endings. Right. But if you're sitting there scraping the crap out of somebody, I mean, what, you leave there more sore, more bruised, more banged up. I'm just traumatizing that tissue, and it's not right. really helping you in the long right. run. So I ask people that when they come in. They look at my scraping tools, and they're like, yo, you're going to use that on me? And I'm like, give me a second. Give me a right. chance. Whoever did it last time, uh, one of my mentors that taught me on scraping, he said they're either um, not up to date on their training, or they've just been mistrained. Right. So I, mean, I got destroyed. And uh, it was like right I have pictures 
And it was like, right. Cause like my, I was doing a bodybuilding competition. Okay. And my coach was like, Hey, like you should scrape your shoulders. They'll look bigger, whatever. Yep. Right. I, at least that's what she said. And so I went, okay, cool. I'll go do it. And I remember it was like the, the day of, it's kind of funny. Like we had to do an RV show and it was like the day of an RV oh, okay. show. Dude. And I got destroyed. I couldn't hardly lift my arms. <laughs> exactly. And then I look like I got like beat up on both sides of my shoulders. <laughs> exactly. And then so I'm so. like looking at myself, like maybe a couple of days later, I'm like this, I don't even know this is going to be a good thing. Cause if I get, if I go pose right now, it, like my shoulders are going to look, can't. yeah. Like, yeah. and so I don't know if it worked or not, but I got it done twice. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And right. I would just sit there and be like wince and pain. Like it was just a hurt and hurt right. and hurt. And which the, I didn't have an injury. So I guess the right. point wasn't for, you know, that I was just to break it open. So my shoulders look, would, would fill up, get them pumped. It up. would get them pumped up, but it was, man, it sucked. It sucked. So that's, that's really the only, like I've had some like fascia massages yeah. that hurt like crap where they grab something and put pressure and really, very, very deep. But, uh, you know, I, 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 and I'm, dude, I keep kicking myself. I need to come see it. Cause I have dude, super bad shoulder problems. Bad I got you. Yeah. We talked about it a couple times. Problems. Yeah. I remember that. And so, uh, and then my back a little bit. So yeah, I got to come see it. Cause you know, I got some, some team members in uh, the dealerships that yep. come to you and they swear by it. So talk to them. Yeah. Talk to them. <clears throat> sure. I love it. No, I got you, man. Um, I, I think that's the reality of this is like, I'm here to get you better, not worse. Right. And if you're walking away feeling like you got beat up, I mean, did I really help you? You know, right. and I think at some point that there, again, it's an input to the nervous system, and there's going to feel it's normal to feel tender, it's normal right. to feel sore, but what we're searching for is functionality and better movement, right? Because when you move good, you feel good. Oh, for sure, and you know, it, it's important to take care of our bodies. Yeah. So I want to get in for a second. Like, what, yeah. how do you feel about cold, cold plunges, cold baths, sauna, different thing like that? Like, I'm interested because, dude, that was like a thing when I was growing up, like football. And then all of a sudden, like it was taught, like it's super bad to do it. And then now it's like, you know, people are out there literally saying like, you'll never be, you know, successful if you don't do it. So like, okay, it's crazy. That's a really good question. And I might get some slack for this, but we're going to be totally uh, brutally yeah, honest. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm interested. I'm right? about I really it. I don't know. Um, I think that when you start to see things very heavily broadcasted across all sorts of social media platforms, to me personally, that's when it starts to become a little bit of a fad. Right. Now, hear me out. I'm not anti-ice. I'm not anti-heat. I actually use heat in a lot of my sessions, like infrared heat. Mm -hmm. um, technically, you're supposed to be doing icing anywhere from 24 to 48 hours for an injury. Right. Um, I think your best bet, if you are going to do that, is a contrast treatment. Um, they have these at the U they, they have these with the jazz. You'll get into a cold tub for a couple minutes, jump into a hot tub. You go back and forth. It right. kind of mimics a, a muscle pump function, right? Vasoconstriction, right. vasodilation, right? A lot of the studies that we're seeing now have more to do with the input on your brain and the nervous system than actual like physiological effects. Okay. Could it be anti-inflammatory? Yes, to a certain point. But again, you want to get on that inflammation in the first 24 to 48 hours. Right. To people who do ice baths every day, I'm not hating on you. But a lot of what we're seeing is it, it ups the dopamine. Um, it, it boosts norepinephrine or adrenaline. So a lot of people come out of these ice baths just feeling jazz. They're feeling good. Oh, yeah. Right? Which, yeah. Is, which is true. There's truth to that. Yeah. Um, I do know that it can help circulation as the body starts to kind of warm itself back up. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I just think that there are times that you can use it more effectively. Right. Um, at the end of the day, heat's going to help boost circulation. 
I always say blood carries nutrients for healing. Mm-hmm. If you want more blood rushing to the air, you probably want to use a little bit of heat. So is it good to be in a sauna like every day, you know, five, 10 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes, I like whatever saunas. that is? I, again, I think a lot of that is also for the nervous system as well. You're, right. you're chilling out. There's usually kind of a, a meditative experience, you know? Right. I think um, a lot of people will stretch in saunas. I think okay. it's great. Warms yeah. up the tissue. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, getting a, a sauna ice bath combo at my oh, house. Oh, sick. See? And, um, you know, my, my buddy Keaton um has one the, you know, oh yeah yeah the, yeah so uh that was the first time i ever done that was he he put me in a sauna and then he's like do you jump into the ice bath yes and dude i remember getting out feeling like high yes. and i was like That's i'm real. gonna fall over right and then like all of a sudden you, he's like dude i bet you sleep better tonight i bet you think clearer about this like i'm like keaton bro you know, I know we're friends, man, but you don't got to sell me on this, bro. Yeah, like, right. I know you're probably sponsored by these guys. And right, right. Like, you're trying to get me to go buy a $3,000 ice bath. Yep. So I'll just come use yours. Um, but at the time, we were just, we went, he went to, like, IFA and bought a horse trough, big old thing, yeah, and just dude. dumped water and ice in it. So I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And then um, that was my first experience. But I, I was actually like, wow, this is, this is useful. Right. Um, you know, I've heard different things, people, like, doing it in the morning, doing it at night. But, like, you know, I was thinking for me, cause like I have a lot of these shoulder pains. I have mm-hmm. a lot of these back pains. Um, I sit all the time. Like the other day I was 10 and a half hours on an airplane Jeez. and just sitting. Right. And so like, I was wondering if that would help me in, I probably have inflammation in my back. Like I go to a chiropractor and yeah. he's like, dude, your back is super swollen. Like I'm not going to work on you until you get that inflammation down. Okay. Um, which I appreciate that he just doesn't crack me up and do this and do that. But I'm, you know, I really should come to you. Um, Got you. but I'm just not flexible. Dude, I, I need to work on my flexibility. I'm that guy that would go play a basketball game and never, never stretch one time. Right. Yeah. And then there was some guy out there that told me, Hey, if like you don't stretch and you go play and then you, if you stretch and go play, it could be dangerous. I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to stretch then. Right. And so like, you're like, what do I do? Yeah. And okay. so, um, but I think taking care of your body is so good, especially as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, business owner, like keeping your mind sharp, right. And like always using your body, keeping your body in good shape. Like it's longevity and where you can, where you're not worried about, Cause like I legitimately worry about flying places, sitting down in places like right. different things. And so it affects my life. It affects my work life. It affects how I do things. Yep. And then, you know, when I'm a long drive and go to a dealership and I'm like, my back is hurting and I'm not, my, my energy's not positive. Right. Yep. And so, and so I'm excited about having this conversation with you. Cause I really think it's just so important to, you know, getting people out there, you know, who listen to this to, to start thinking about your body and thinking about how it affects like your daily life and how you operate everything. Like you see it. Yep all the time, yep. especially with athletes yep. and they even giving them positive mindset. Like, Hey, I'm going to get body work done. I feel better. Yeah, that's the goal. Feel yep. better. Um, and then you play better. Like your mindset's better. You're more confident in maybe have an injury a little bit. You're not that. worried about your body because you know that it's feeling good. You right. know it's operating how you want it to. Right. Yeah, dude. So talking more about ice baths, yeah. um, you know, what, a when, when we thought about like icing back like that, that's how you fixed your injuries. That's how you did. Like, that's how everything, you know, how, how's that today? Man, that's how we were all raised. You, you look back at the, the rice method, rest, ice, compression, elevation. So literally the, the doctor that came up with that, and you can look this up. He recanted a statement back in 2013 saying that icing actually delays recovery and that mild movement is your best bet for like a quicker healing, a quicker recovery. Really? Yes. Now again, I think some people pair anti-inflammatory and recovery together. That could be separate. You, you roll an ankle, maybe you want to throw some ice on there in the first 24, 48 hours. Right. But your best bet for quicker recovery is going to be movement. Yeah, I mean, you can hurry and get that inflammation down, then go move. Boom. Right? Like That's it. It's not just sit there, oh, hey, for the next 24 to 48 hours, don't do anything and sit there and elevate. Like, 
That's like, when it swells up more and then you can't yeah. move. Yeah, so my, uh, so it reaffirms all that. You're like, oh wait, well now I can't move. It's all swollen. I'm like, should have gotten on top of that. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, remember uh, back, you know, I don't know, probably like 2011, 2012. So I, in high school, I broke both of my legs two times my junior year and so senior year. So like, what? Yeah. It's, stu it's stupid. Like I didn't shatter them, but like the first year I, uh, like bubble fry, I can't remember what it was, but basically like it blew my bone. Like it, it like popped open and, but didn't break. It was the weirdest oh, break, but it happened in both of them. I had one that was like, you know, six inches and two, I can't remember in both legs. So then I didn't walk for a long time. And then I broke both growth plates my senior year and cracked them and did this whole thing. So I didn't walk for a super long time. And then in between those injuries, I broke my ankle. Oh, but I remember like getting to, this is why I brought this up, but getting to that, I remember I had a trainer there that was relatively new and she was like, Hey, like ice for like 10, 15 minutes, take your foot out of the bucket and then draw the ABCs with your foot. Yeah. And then bro. put your foot back in there 10 to 15 minutes and then take it out and draw the ABCs with your foot. And she's like, I can do that for like 45 minutes and now like, if you can keep moving and it feels okay, then keep doing that. And I remember I, like, I broke my ankle. I remember playing a month and a half later. Dude, it's so real. Yeah, like I like I was playing a month and a half. Like I went from a boot, basically rehab, or you know, um, yeah, rehab, and then playing, playing. It was it was kind of nuts, and then I broke my broke my freaking growth plates. Holy so smart. that's why I golf now. I don't <laughs> do anything that you can break something. At. <laughs> smart. Yeah. Um, no, there's realness to that, and yeah. and part of that was getting the brain online with being okay with the movement. Right. It's like let's get some of the swelling down, and then movement shows the brain. It gets the brain online with saying. Oh wait, I think we're okay. Now, Dude, obviously, it's hard. it takes time. Yeah. But when I remember, so back in high, like playing basketball, like you jump off one leg all the time. Well, that's how I broke it, right? And so I still to this day cannot jump off one leg. Oh. Like I can't run and jump and explode and grab the rim or anything like that. But I can dunk off both legs just standing underneath the basket and dunk. Really? Yeah, but I, I cannot do it off one leg. I can't even do a layup mentally. Oh, now, I don't really play a lot of basketball again. I don't try to play anything that can right. break something at. But it's just weird. It's just like I'll literally stop. Like if I'm about to go do a, a layup or something, I'll literally stop and like pull up He's for like a little, legs. just throw the ball up because everybody's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, I can't get over the fact that I could break my leg again. I'll never forget the feeling of pushing off my left leg and pop and then landing like, oh, another weird way, and my other leg popped. Like, it was just the weirdest, like, I was, yeah, it sucked. Trauma, but, um, bro. That's dude, what the brain holds thing, on right? to, yeah. It's a mental thing. Um, but I want to get in real quick about your, you know, your entrepreneurial, you know, journey yeah. with, um, you know, your spot, Built Body Works. Yeah. You know, how, how did that come about? You know, why did you decide to go on your own? And, and kind of where was that along that that timeline of working with Utah, working with jazz, different things like that? Dude, that's, man, going back to that. So I, I was working for a mentor, I'd worked for him for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, and things were really busy. Things were really busy. And I think you start to see and kind of just realize like, hey, I, I kind of think I got the hang of this. Now this is going to sound crazy, but during COVID, we couldn't actually go into the office because it was Salt Lake County. Right. I, had a, I was working in Taylorsville. Right. And so what I would do is I would just have people come to my house. Really? And in doing that, I was like wait, I'm kind of running my own thing right now. Like right. I'm, I get, I got this, you know, right. that was the first time literally during COVID I started coming up with logo ideas and different things. But I think because of COVID and just never, I'd never started a business. I think there's a piece of you that's like, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing yet, you know? Right. Um, and slowly over time, I just, I'm sure you felt this dude. There were times where I was waking up in the middle of the night, like ideas would come to me. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't sleep. And it was like, it was the t kind of sleep that was like, dude, take action. 
Right. Like, what are you do? What are you waiting for? Right. And the only excuse I had was, well, COVID. But I'm like, wait, no, I've been working the whole time during COVID. Like, sure, I did have some, you know, moments where everything was freak. Everybody was freaking out. Everything was kind of shut down. Right. Um, and then I created my own logo, and I was like, it was it was one of those moments where I was like, it's this or I'm stuck in the grind. Right. For the rest of my life. Right. Like it's this or I go create a life for myself and my my future family, and so. I had the thing that really propelled it was uh, my mother-in-law had met with a business mentor and she gifted me four phone calls with this lady lived in Hawaii, owns a bunch of Airbnbs, owns a restaurant out there. And I had four phone calls with her and she basically went through the pillars of just, just little things like getting an LLC, starting a business bank account, where to set up um, systems, how to track your expenses, all that. Right. right? And once I had all that, I was like, okay, I already know I want to do this. Right. I literally had a logo, dude. I had a logo made and everything. Really? And now, like, what am I waiting for? Right. So she actually, from Hawaii, helped me find my fir- first office. Really? Yeah. That's so cool, man. And I love that because it's it's just got a, that decision, right? Yep. And quite oftentimes, it's like our, it's ourselves holding us back. About, and it's just, it's, it's, you know, fear, right? Like, we don't really know what's going to happen, fear of the especially unknown. in the market that it was going on. But, like, if you, like, if you think about it, like, you're the superstar, right? Like it's your hands, right? Like it's, it's your thing. It's right. your, it's your style. You know, a lot of people have their different, you know, their own style. Yeah. And so it's like, well, like, you know, they're, they want me. And so that's me here, me and my own thing. Like they want me. And, but there's also that fear, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, like, well, you know, I'm attached to something or I'm attached to that name or like, you know, does the name make my name or does my mate, my name make Ooh. the brand, right? Like mm-hmm. really what is, you know, what is that? And if you look at it, it's like, like you can like, you know, just got to, you know, kind of jump off the cliff, but yep. you know, and, and especially the times it was, and that's tough. That's really, no, really dude, tough. I want to hit on that for a second. I actually, I had two people. I had one client one day. Um, obviously I was making kind of a percentage cause I was working for a business. And I remember one day he, he goes to pay me and he goes, you get all this. Right. And I just said, no, nah, I just get a percentage. And he goes, dude, you just worked on me for an hour. You don't get this. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, my boss handles this stuff. And he's like, no, like he was, he was really sad. So that was one tick. The next person was like, Hey dude, I hope you know that when I send people to this area, I don't tell them about the business. I say, go see brands. Right. And that was like one of the final straws of like, Oh my gosh, exactly that. You right. are your brand. I'm doing all the work. Right. Why do I not create something from this? Right. You're spot on dude. And there, trust me, there's a lot of fears with the, with the jump, but it's, it's probably one of the scariest and most exciting things I've ever done. So what would be some advice that you give some out there that's, you know, driving in their car right now, just like wondering, like, do I jump? Do I not jump? Like, what do I do? There's a lot of fear going on. Absolutely jump. I, I don't, I don't know any other way to put it other than make the jump, obviously kind of put some pieces together, make a plan. Right. But if you're feeling called to do it, like, and fear's the only thing stopping you. Right. Oh, it's going to be one of the funnest things. Cause you, you figure out things along the way. Right. That's how things go. I'm sure you, you trip, you stumble, but that's, that's all part of learning. Well, and it's all like what you love. Like, so I've been studying a lot into what they call an EEI, which is your emotional, emotional energy index. Okay. And so part of like my, my training, you know, what I'm certified on and I just got certified on this, um, a week ago, finally, this has been five years in the making. So good for you. I've, I've just, I, yeah, I don't even want to know how much money I've spent and everything I've done. <laughs> um, a part of like my, you know, one step of my certifications, I can train, like, you know, I talk a lot about culture, but there's something yeah. about being certified by the number one guys in the world, you know, and what I do, right? right. Like this guy's co-authored over a hundred books. Like he's done all these things spoken since the 1960s mm-hmm. about culture, like, you know, personalities and managers, all these things. So I'm getting certified. 
So this last week we talked about emotional energy index. I'm really, really in depth um, for our certification course. And so, you know, it's fascinating. So I had a, a meeting with my manager the other day and he was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of telling him, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And then he comes back and he was like, honestly, like the things that I'm doing now sucks the energy. I mean, I don't even really want to do anything else. And so then I started thinking about it. Right. So if you're like, you're out there and you're doing something you don't want to do, like how much emotional energy is that taking out of you? Right. And we all do things that we don't want to do, but the key is filling it back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like filling that emotional energy back up. So if you're doing things because obviously as an entrepreneur, like, dude, I hate doing some things that I have to do. It's just, right. it is what it is. Right. right. But how do I fill my energy back up? And so he, we, I was talking with him and he was like, I don't ever do that anymore. And I'm like, then wow. you need to flip flop. You know, you need to spend maybe 30 minutes an hour doing this and have me support you on the things that you don't want to do. And then I need you doing what you love, which in this particular instance was being on the sales floor and selling and helping and doing mm, all the things. Okay. That's what filled him up. He literally said, you know, dude, what fills me up every single day is walking through those doors and selling and helping and coaching. He's like, and I really do that on Saturdays. I live for Saturdays. I'm like, then make every day a Saturday. Yes, sir. Like make every day where your energy goes 100% in it. Yeah, you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do. But like primarily put your energy and stuff that fills that E-E-I up, your emotional energy index. And so, you know, if you think about it and like you're in a place that you don't love, you know, whether you're in life or you're working somewhere you don't love, like how much emotional energy is it taking out of you? Then you can maybe go go home and you're drained. Yep. Or are you filled up because you do what you love? And especially making that jump like you're just saying is like, I wonder how like clearer of a mind, emotional energy, your home life, your friendship life, like everything is just at an elevated level because your energy is being put in something that you love. Right. When maybe before it's like every time that someone says like, bro, you don't get all this. And you're like, little energy gets taken away. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. we talk about it on a positive and negative scale where you start going on the more of the negative scale. It's like, dang, like, you know, I want like, then you start thinking about how to get out. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like I've been studying like a lot of psychology lately or, oh, you know, like for, for a long time, but it's just fascinating because, um, and, and, and look what it's done for you. Right. Like, I, you know, I can just say that too. Like it's opened up a lot of doors. The doors oh, have still opened, smart. right? Yeah. Still opened. Yeah. So, you know, if you've listened to this, like I said, jump, like it, it's so, so important. So what are some of the biggest challenges you've had, um, in, you know, entrepreneurial journey, Oh man. you know, with, 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 you know, what, when you started, I'm, I just want to say, I'm glad you're bringing that up because, even though when you make the jump and there is an elevation in like every aspect of your life. And again, obviously we know social media is a highlight reel, et cetera, whatever, dude, there's some, there's some rough days. And I'm, again, right. I'm, I'm certain you can relate to dude, this, There's I a think. lot of ugly truths with entrepreneurship. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. A lot. Um, and I'm, we could probably just bust out a list right now, but I mean, dude, there's days where maybe you're trying to figure out not only how to grow, but what direction do you want to take it? And, and as an entrepreneur, it's on you, right? Everything's on you. Everything. Um, the things that you don't want to do. Um, I think in any service sales, whatever industry, sometimes dealing with different clients and like, what, what route do I want to take all this? Um, sorry to answer your question fully, as far as biggest challenges, I think it's been, what direction do I want this to go? And sometimes just surrendering to the fact that things are going to work out how they're supposed to. Right. Like when I was in high school and first started in sports medicine, if you would have told me like, Hey bro, you're going to get to work for the jazz in, in 12 years, 13 years. I've been like, there's no freaking way. You're like the only professional team in Utah. Are you kidding me? Right. 
And I have to honestly say this. I, I totally mean this. You, you connect yourself with the right people. You work super, super hard and you don't stop. And, and things happen how you want them to. I didn't actually, I'm swear on this. I didn't fully seek out the jazz. Really? Eventually that attraction came to me. We could talk, we could talk about the law of attraction, whatever, right. but. But it's the truth. I mean, it's truth, right? Like, oh, dude. And, and you go back through the five and a half, six years I've been doing this. And like, I don't know. I think the biggest challenges are doing the same things every day, right? right? The habits and the routines yeah. and hoping there's a piece of you that's like, I hope that this pays off one day. Right. Because those payoffs are never instant. Right. There's never this like overnight thing. There really isn't. Right. And even if there is, there's still something they've been doing years before that. Right. So I think that's been the biggest challenge is just continuing to work hard in hopes of a payoff, yeah. you know, in hopes of something I want to do. Cause I didn't start out my own business thinking like, I'm going to be working for the jazz in, in three, four years. You right. Know? Not at all. Right. I was just ready to go create a life for myself and, and control my schedule and take right. things in the direction of my brand and my name where I wanted to go. And so I think the challenges are just being consistent, man. Oh, it's, 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 it's so true. And it's, it's, isn't it funny when sometimes we take our mind off of something, but it's like almost like our subconscious mind knows, but it's like, we take our mind off something and just laser focus. And it's like, that becomes a reality. Like I was yep. saying like relationships, like the best relationships always found when you're not looking. Dude. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not dating anybody, especially like after my divorce. I don't want to date anybody. I don't want this. I don't want that. <laughs> we can talk about that for a yeah, second. And it's dude. like, <laughs> falls in your lap, right? It's like, yep. well, crap. Like I was supposed to take like two years off and do this and do that. And like, wasn't supposed to be this fast. Like <laughs> yeah. there's supposed to be like a manual that says when you get divorced, it's supposed to be this long. Like, and I, it's funny because when I so met true. my you know now wife, I told her that I'm like, it wasn't supposed to happen this fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then my buddy Deuce is the one that told me like, I remember we, we were eating at this chicken spot down in Salt Lake and he was, I'd never forget this. He was like, dude, he had, he had hit her up and like oh. tried to like, you know, I'm going to say Deuce tried to take her to Vegas, but Deuce <laughs> tried to take her to Vegas. And, uh, I mean, she was cute. Like she's a jazz dancer and yeah, Arizona yeah, Carlin, like she's sure. cute. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, you should hit her up. And I was like, nah, cause like we had kind of connected cause long story short, like her grandma was the escrow officer when I closed on my house. Oh wow. When I got my divorce. Okay. And so um yeah like she yeah it, it, kind of a funny story and then so i was talking about her like i went you know met, met yeah. with him for lunch and i was talking about her and he's like dude i tried to hit her up one time like he showed me his instagram messages oh, and like, oh that's yeah. funny and like we had kind of connected on instagram like hey like you know small world your grandma's the one that closed on my house and then we just started talking and he was like dude hit her up take her out on a date and i was like all right whatever so i was like dude dude because of you and um, but i was right. not looking for anything right it was the last thing in my mind but you know, I married her and super, super happy. So it's just crazy that did that, did that turnaround happen quick for you? I'm just curious, like dude, after yeah, dating man. and like, it, it did. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. Like kind of short, which like, I don't know. Like you think like it's going to take me years to get married yeah. again, bro. I can 100% relate to this. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you went through the same thing, nope, you, went, you know, nope. married, divorced, and then, you know, quick met Lexi. Dude, first date, you're going to, you're going to laugh. This is a true story. First date, I looked her dead in the eyes and I was like, Hey, look, I'm recently divorced. Um, if you're thinking about marriage or like long-term relationship, I'm probably not doing that shit again. So if you want to do this, like, I, I don't know if I'm that guy. And she right. literally just smiled at me and just said, okay. And that was the moment that I was like, oh, there's no pressure. There's no like expectation. Right. 
Uh, proposed six months later. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and you guys are a great couple. I mean, Thanks, she, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. You guys are. When good. you know, you know. I yeah. know it's so cliche, but it's crazy, especially having that, had the contrast of, of a divorce and right. Yeah, knowing what you don't know, right? Yep. And like even with me going through, like I know what I screwed up on for sure, and what I could do ten times better, and you know, exactly. a long list of stuff. Yeah. And it's funny, it was, you know, similar thing when I went on our first date with Mikkel, um, she literally was like, I don't want kids. I don't like kids. I don't want to be married and all these things. And I was like, well, I have a daughter. Um, <laughs> I, I was married, like all these things. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome because she wants nothing to do with me. We're just going to be friends and hang out. Like, this is going to <laughs> yeah, be cool. Right, right. And uh, yeah, and then she, she, she's my shadow ever since. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she's, dude, uh, she's, she's amazing. So it's just crazy how the mind works when like you're not, but it's like putting energy towards things that like, it is it, it, like, you know, duplication, right? Like yep. if you do, if you put in the work now, it's going to come, but like, you're right. It is so hard doing something and then being like, okay, maybe in a year or two, it's going to work out. And, and especially having oh, like man. a significant other with you. That's like, when's it going to come? When's it going to come? When's yep. it going to come? Um, you know, it, it, you know, that's that stuff. Like, you know, with this podcast, like this is my yeah. 50, 50 something episode, Heck right? Yeah. And you know, more than 52. I'll just say that this is 56. This is my 56 Heck episode. Yeah. And like, it's a long time come. I don't make any money from this podcast. Right. It costs a lot, a right. ton of money. And, but I just have a fun time doing it, but I'm like, Hey, it'll pay off in one way or another. Like I love helping people. I love the feedback I get. Like that means a lot to me. Absolutely. I'm not really, I didn't really do it to make money. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, it's like, Hey, it's been a year. You know, when's like, when, you know, when's the next thing, how's it going to come? But Hey, I'll just keep doing my thing and I have a good time doing it. And I meet a lot of great people and yeah. get it connect, but especially after such a long time to connect and it's just a good time. But it is, it is that like, you have to keep doing it. That consistency yep. is key. And which I, I love because like you're in a pretty, you know, red ocean type of business where there's a lot of, a lot of, like, I know a lot of people that I graduated high school with that are massage therapists. Or they work at a spa or anything like that. PT, Like, yeah. Like, but you took it and was like, okay, I'm going to do something with it. Why do you think like, like you were the one, like what, like where you got to work with the university of Utah, you got to work with the jazz. Cause I'm sure that line of people is long. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. especially in Utah. Again, the jazz are the so team. It's like the only thing yeah. you can do. It's oh, not yeah. like you have a million different positions where you can work all these sports teams yep. and this and that. Like it's one. Yep. Um, Unless we get an MLB team. Hopefully we do that. That could we'll happen. And NHL. I hope so. Yeah. And NHL. I hope so. Ryan Smith. Yeah. Millers, you got to keep pushing. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, it, it really is crazy to look back and say that I've worked with the Utah Grizzlies, the University of Utah, Utah Jazz. Um and I think it's just setting your intention. I know that sounds so simple, but like my intention in getting into this was I want to work with sports teams. My goal, like anybody asked me, you know, getting into this again, you just hear massage and you're like, what are you going to do with that? What does that mean? How's that look? I'm like, I don't think you understand. This isn't massage. This is, this is treatment. I want right. to help people get better and stay better. Right. I want to help them continue to perform. So why, why me specifically? I don't know, man, but I can honestly say I fully believe in the law of attraction. I fully believe in affirmations. Um, and I fully believe in setting your intentions. And that's, I think that's one of those daily things that like becomes kind of redundant, but right. when you know what your goals are, you, you got to keep speaking. Dude, on you just do it. And again, yeah. like we can get back to the energy. Like, yeah. you know, when you have a clear mind, that energy is at all time high, right? Like you, Absolutely. you know, when you wake up, why you wake up, what you're doing every single day, and you can keep that consistent energy going. Yep. It's when you don't know what's going on. Like oftentimes we can see it in economies when people are confused and people don't know what's going on. What do economies do? They, they kind of either tend to stop or retract or they yep, recess, yep, right? Yep. Hence recession. 
And so like when gas is expensive, all of a sudden, you know, one day it goes from four to five dollars, everybody loses their mind because they think within the third month of five dollars, they're like, yeah, whatever, it's five bucks. You know, yeah. people get used to it. Like it's just it's that constant, you know, where you're just putting your energy in, right? Yep. And so um, you know, I think that's so important. I, w- I wanna ask you too, is like how how has it been working with, you know, Alex and uh yeah, you know, yeah. that that whole dynamic with uh Bree being an ex and like <laughs> Alex, obviously you left a good impression because right. Alex wanted to work with you. And then now you're the first TB12 sports, you know, in Utah. Like right. that's, that's incredible, dude. Like, right. I don't know. I'm, I can't imagine there being a lot of TB12 sports, you know, p- coaches it's out true. there. They're, they're just starting to kind of spread a little bit. Um, dude, I, I really do think that's one of those consistent things I did. I checked in with Alex. I it probably at least once a month. I'm not kidding. Really? And there was a time where, again, you get in your own grind and you're doing your own thing. You have an end goal, but you're like, the question I think I ask myself a lot is like, how am I providing value? Like, why would Alex want to work with me? Right. right? And right. at the end of the day is you're continuing to learn and build your craft and do better and be better. Of course, there's almost like this equivalent value that's like, I'm helping build his brand. He just taught me some insane things this last weekend, which has been the, the next step of my my career. But again, I met Alex when I was 17. It's... 12 years later-ish, is that right? And I've just constantly checked in. It's just been, he knows that I love what I'm doing. I I know that he's he's followed along a little bit. We've talked about that. Um, And and there's just been advice along the way, and I've tried to follow his advice. And there have been times I feel like you end up still doing what's best for you and listening to your heart. And at the end of the day, if you're continuing to build and do better and be better, like that stuff comes to you. Um, No, I, dude. This last weekend was crazy. Oh, I can't imagine. Like, you know, I, I saw you posting a lot about it and, yeah. and different things, and it looks it looks so cool. And dude, I'm excited. I, I want to come get some work done now and see, uh, you know, do some crazy stuff to hopefully my shoulders, man, because they just they're killing me all the time. I can tell you this right now, like with full confidence, nobody else in Utah is doing this kind of work, and I'm really? dead serious. Like the really? the stuff I saw, I was like, I'm going back to school right now. I've That's never awesome. heard some of this. So did stuff you go back before. to Tampa? No. So he came to Utah. He came He's to Utah. He was at wow. my office, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So that was that was one of the coolest parts is like kind of shuffling back and forth with how we wanted to work together. So my business is considered a, a TBRX affiliate. So they're going with uh, TBRX sports medicine powered by TB12. Okay. TBRX stands for total body recovery. Okay. Um, kind of their brand of actually just recovery because a lot of TB12, if you were to go look up TB12 right now, you'd find Tom's workouts, you'd find his supplements but we're really hitting on the recovery side of things of what TB12 is and what right. kept uh, Tom in the game till 45. Right. Which is really the foundation of yeah. what, you know, TB12 is, at least yep. in my opinion. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think, I just think some people have gotten confused. Um, yeah, dude, for him to, that was the biggest kicker for me is when he was like, tell you what, I'm going to come out to Utah and train you. I was like, done. Heck yeah. Where do I sign? What do we need to do with this? Cause, right. cause that's going to be huge. Whatever this guy knows. I mean, he's 30, 40 years ahead of me. Right. He's, we'll just name drop, dude. I mean, he's worked with Tom Brady. He's worked with David Beckham. He told me just this last weekend he's worked with Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't know if I wow. get in trouble for saying this. He's worked with President Obama. Like, dude, he's just, I mean, the dude's lined up. He knows what he's doing. And right. if it's going to keep a 45-year-old player getting, what, seven Super Bowls and yeah. MVPs and all these broken records, I mean, it speaks it's, for something. Yeah, it, it, you could arguably say he's probably one of the top guys in, in, his, in what he does in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. If not the, yeah, like he, no. he, he's way up there because what he's done and, you know, had the body side of thing. Cause usually 
usually the body breaks down before the mind does, you know, like, especially with athletes, yep. you know, we'll, okay. We'll take CTE aside. Yeah. But yeah usually, yeah, yeah. you know, usually, uh, you know, your body's breaking down. You got to retire because knee injuries. And like, I was just with uh bronze Kafusi today. And we're talking about Ziggy, oh, yeah. on, Ziggy Ansa. Okay. And uh, he had, you know, he's out, he's retired, he's done, he's done playing ball because he keeps getting a knee, uh, his knee keeps swelling up, and so now no team wants to wants to do anything with him. Right. And so, you know, we should come 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 hit you up, but for real, yeah. And he's local in Utah, so I'll start. Oh yeah, you know, let yeah, me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got well, it. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll shout that out. So okay. um, I'm supposed to go golfing with them pretty soon. Hey, they, sick. They, I have my best round with them, so Dude. I think I'm great. But this is not normal, guys. Not normal. Like I went, like I shot amazing. I'm like, I'm like probably one of the lowest scores. I almost with shot uh, under 80. Yeah. Oh, with these, so everybody's like, dude, we got to get out again. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I have not played that good since. So don't think that I'm. Like, I need ring some game. time in between. Yeah. Those. I was like, that only comes once a year. So I'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cause I hope we're doing a, a, a scramble. You should come play with us. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, that's not me, man. Don't, don't do that. And so it's kind of funny, but it, it's just so important that, like, you know, that body that it usually breaks down before. Yeah. And, and if you can keep the longevity of someone going, that's all that matters. I mean, yep. that, that that's awesome. So you've been able to do uh, an awesome thing. Um, so what's what's next for you? Like, you know, what what is that like that vision of what you want to do and how you want to take this? And like, you know, do you want to do anything? Like, you know, I'm, I'm interested it's to hear a good that. Good question. I mean, I'm so fresh off of a weekend of of learning things I've never, you know, I'm still implementing. Right. right? Um, I don't know. We'll see where things go. I feel like continually. I, I always want to get the best I can at my craft for sure. Right. And having worked with one of, if not the best in the, in the world of body work, uh, I don't know what's next. I'm going to continue just striving. Um, um, I do know I'll be working with the jazz again. So nice. I think that's going to c- continue. Um, and I think from there it's, it becomes a, a business of relationships and networking and meeting new people. And right. you just never know. The, the reality is this is everybody has dealt with pain. And so at the end of the day, I'm going to keep giving my best work to people who are in pain possibilities are endless right yeah yeah and, and it's so cool and like you're right like relationships and you know networking is so important and i always feel like i'm the mass that i freaking know everybody um but there's a lot of people that i can learn from you know even yeah. with networking and and relationships and different things like that so i you know i think it's so important so you know, i, I p- people ask me all the time how i know who i know and i'm like dude i just show up like and yeah. i just be humble and be nice and like try and and i talk a lot but I also listen a lot, you know, when I'm in awkward, you know, uh, situation, not really awkward, but like new situations, I usually yeah. just kind of sit Hang there. back. Uh, yeah. Like everybody hate me in board meetings because I never say anything. I just sit there and listen. Um, but I'm just trying to learn. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's so important. And uh, it, it, it's so cool um, to be able to know those people and work, you know, yep. have those relationships yep. and also be a reason why, you know, they're crushing it on, yep. on the court or on the field or anything like oh, that yeah. you can work with the university of utah this year yeah um a lot of it i'll be honest with you i mean the jazz takes up a lot of my schedule and typically football starts around the same time right um i do have a, a few of those guys that come to my office nice. and so, so i'll work one-on-one with some of them but i think that is one of the that, that's why i love what i do i right. want to see you go perform and not worry about any of your pain and just kill it like to have right. any peace in that it's like i going back a little bit when I, and I still even did this with the jazz, like I'll watch the jazz and like when they, they make s- certain scores or whatever, I'm like, okay, he's feeling right. He's feeling good. I, I had a little, a, l- a little piece in that. Right. Um, and then also the opposite, when I see him hit the ground, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be working on that hip tomorrow. Like it, it, yeah. it's fun to watch these sports, but I don't know. I, I think the bigger piece that I've brought up before is their mindset, man. Really? In football and basketball, 
if you make a mistake, the turnaround is like, you don't even have time to think about it. Right. So in basketball, dude, you, you, you miss a shot or, or whatever happens, the ball gets stolen. You're back on defense. Right. Like you're just like that. And so I've been in awe to just listen to how they don't dwell on their mistakes. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I think that there's a learning process and like going back, watching film. I'm sure they get plenty of that, but they don't dwell on it in the moment. It's like, boom, time to get better right now. Right. You know, like, dude, and that's so hard. Like, you know, in high school, like, I'm like, dude, I, I was not that way. Right. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, like I would play like, you know, I, I felt like I was probably one of the best shooters in basketball out there. Right. Like I, every time I had, I had the confidence that I would outshoot anybody, but dude, if I miss a couple shots, I, I, I literally remember missing two, two threes. Like, oh. and I don't know how many I had made, right. but I had missed. And my coach still gives me crap to this. Like I'll see him every now and again. And I mean, this is back in like, I think ninth or 10th grade. And you know, what is that? 15 years later, he's still giving me crap for it. Uh. And so, but I remember missing two threes in a row and I literally looked at my coach and like, untucked my my jersey and was like get me out and i went freaking to the locker he kicked me out of the game and he was like you were so mad. i was i was so mad that i missed two threes and he's like what are you doing you gotta have a stronger mindset and i was like mm. you know i like almost like i was that kid that was freaking just start crying and random some random stuff so like i was i remember crying and being like angry. i missed two threes right like just so mad that you know yep, you start, yep. and he's like what like this like it didn't make sense but i did not have that like just forget it mindset and I do, I feel like now, like it's almost a complete, you know, 180, which I got to be careful. Cause like, you know, my emotional energy index in sometimes bad situations is almost neutral where I don't really do anything. I just wait, mm. which is not good sometimes. <laughs> and you know, it, it helps at others. So it's interesting um, just having that mindset, but it's right. Like they go out there and have a dude golf. Ooh, like yeah. you hit one bad shot. And then it's like, that could ruin your entire weekend, game. right? Yeah, like yeah, the whole yeah, tournament. Yeah. And you, how you have to overcome that. And like, we see that all the time. Dude, I miss a bad shot in golf. And like, it's if it's two bad holes, I put my golf clothes up and I, I crack the cooler open and I'm drinking the rest of the time. Like, screw this, right? Like, there's <laughs> been some times funny. where I'm just bet. Now that one time I went with uh, Bronze and all those guys and Zach Moss and like, yeah, I yeah. played really good. But like, sometimes I'm just like, but I, it's that it's that mental part about it. And that's why you know, people are great. Like, that's why you have professionals that are professionals. Right. That's why you have people along long careers because there's a big mental side of the game. And yeah, I'd be, it'd be cool to be a little fly on the wall listening to these guys talk because I'm sure you hear a lot about that. Well, dude, and I asked him, I, I got a shout out to uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Mm -hmm. He got traded to the, the Timberwolves. I asked him one day, I was talking to him about this. I'm like, how do you not get frustrated? And he just said, and I literally, I wrote this down after this meeting. I remember he said something like, um, I'm not worried about being perfect. I'm worried about being great. Like I want to achieve greatness. And he said, what I think about most is if whether or not I'm establishing those, those daily habits and consistencies. So he said, if I go into the gym and I practice, let's say even 10 free throws a day and I can hit those 10 in a row. And I know that, and it's here, it's ingrained. Then when I'm out on the court and the crowd's roaring, whatever, I'm heated up. I can sink those shots because I know I've already done it. Right. But I've had those habits in place. And so he's like, I'm not thinking about the mistake. I'm thinking, Ooh, what habit did I miss today? Right? Like, did, right. It, did I not do something I should have to be able to have that ingrained? But right. it was just cool because he's a good dude. Right. It, it, it was, I literally, after that session, I went down and I wrote in my journal. It was, it was really cool. That's awesome. Hear. I saw him at an all-star party. Yeah. I was walking out and I like looked at him. I was like, bro. And he was like, I don't, I don't remember how I met him. But like, oh, we kind of like recognized each other. Yeah. 
I went okay, to yeah, yeah, all, yeah. yeah, I had a table, a little booth. Okay, I think he was Travis at that Scott. too. Yeah, so yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. he was standing in the back. And I remember walking and like look over. I was like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "He's yeah, cool." Yeah, because it was like right before that they got traded, right? Yeah. And so I like you know said what's up to him, and then he was he was out there, but it was it's wild, man. Like that that's such a doggy dog world, I and I, and I think a lot of valuable lessons can be from pro athletes and pro organizations about how they operate and how athletes operate because yep. dude, there's their minds just another level. Yep. Like they don't sit there and cry about if they get traded the day, like how many people get traded the day of a game right. and two, then two nights later, they're playing for a different team, possibly against their home, their other team. Right. In a different, like just, that mind, that Not mind shift is so, yeah, dude, it's like, I can't imagine it. Like there's the mindset is so powerful. And like my dad always used to say like the mind can heal you and kill you. And it mm. literally can like, it, it is the most, debilitating thing that almost we have right because our mind controls pretty much everything we everything. do and especially if you have those like like but they're so trained it's subconscious yep they don't even think about it yep. they don't think about those like people are like like they've been doing said, it for years too yeah because i was talking with d will darren williams oh, and he sure. was like dude like i didn't think about free throws i'm like how right he's like because i do them he's like how many free throws have i shot a million like i don't know it's right. like my whole life like i don't think about that and he's like dude a free throw is just like taking a step i don't think about taking a step i don't think about shooting a free throw that's and insane. i'm like i can't even relate to that because i i would be dude if i had to walk out in front of that crowd it's shaking like, this is like I don't <laughs> yeah, know no, we do, do right we do. but it's just you just do it and it's just incredible that mindset is just so cool so you know, it'd be it'd be it'd be like I, that's why i love athletes like i love interviewing athletes oh, yeah. because their just minds a whole different ball game and it's just it's it's cool to cool to listen to so no, i'm sure that you could have your own chronicles about all the things you look yeah it'd be cool dude 100 i think like sometimes you hear from i've even hear you know alex kind of talk about the same thing you know if tom was coming in like dude i'm 45 i'm breaking down like i'm getting old alex is like nah bro no, no, no. We're not thinking that way right, right now, you know? And so to hear some of these athletes just have their, their mindset set in, I mean, you walk away just up, like motivate. I don't even right. know how to explain it. You're like, yeah. this is freaking cool. Yeah, no, it's all, because it's an expectation. Yeah. They expect to be great. True. I think there's a lot of value in like our personal lives. Like just expect to be great. Like yep. once you put that energy into that or that emotion into that or like where your mindset is, then you're not thinking about anything else or why it go wrong. And like thinking about the bad things, you're thinking about the good things and making those good things happen all yep. day long. And I feel like there's, we just get in these spirals sometimes. And sometimes you got, like, I call it living below the line. Like sometimes you got to live below the line, but then how do you raise above the line and have that, you know, positive mindset, that self accountability going on and like, yeah. you know, just moving through, moving through it. I think yeah. that's so important. It's not about like, I think Kobe said this, it's not about, you know, how many I miss or whatever. It's about how many I may, I can't remember, but he was like, Something dude, I don't there. care about how many, like it's right. just winning the game. Yep. Right. Yep. Like winning the game at the end of the day, who won the championship? That's all people really care. Like, it's true. Just, just winning. Yeah, winning. And you got to win, right? It's, it's so important. So, dude, uh, well, last thing I want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, this has been an awesome conversation, by no, the way. thank um, you. I, I really, really appreciate you being on here. Is uh, What does success mean to you? Oof. Man. I feel like I've asked a lot of people that question lately, actually. Uh, what does success mean to me? Kind of put you on the spot here. But. I know. I, I no. I think I would relate success to purpose in life. I think that if you feel purposeful, you feel fulfilled, like you're living the life you're supposed to be with your own freedoms, your own joys and happinesses, whether that's having enough money to be financially free or, and I'm not, I'm just saying using, using that example, um, 
whether it's just loving waking up every single day. Gary Vee talks about mm -hmm. that. Like too many people have the wrong idea about what happiness or success looks like. And it's like, it's actually to just be happy when you get up in the morning, right? right. Be happy to go do what you, you love. So for me, success is feeling like I'm living a fulfilled and purposeful life. I love that, man. That's such a good answer. And it's, that's powerful because like that, like happiness is really what I think the most important thing in someone's life yep. and whatever that means. Right. Like, but you can like, get lost in it, man. Yeah. But yeah. You, you just gotta, I don't know. You just gotta keep moving forward with it. And I think there's big, big, big talks on like believing in it, believing mm -hmm. in yourself, believing in, in what that purpose is and, and how it carries you forward. I mean, again, we can go back into sports. I mean, believing in, in you getting to the next level, um, I asked a lot of people, any people, any athletes I've interviewed on my podcast about, um, quote, making it, you know, and right. it's like, no, even at a professional realm, you haven't made it, man. There's always right. another level to get to. And they're always, all, but it's that, it's that mindset where you're chasing, you're always chasing something bigger and a bigger dream. Yep. Like once you start to get complacent, man, complacency kills. Oh dude. Like I was talking with some of our stores and you know, the he, guy sat back and he like, like, dude, we're complacent. Like, dude, complacency kills. Yeah. Like when you're okay and like you take your like your eye off the prize and you start to get a little bit lax, then you start to not care and you start to be like like the edge, like complacency kills. Like it literally like it's almost like not paying attention. Like, dude, you're in war, you're in battle. You think our soldiers are complacent? They'd be like, Well, right. I'm just gonna kinda lay back Dang and whatever on. happens, happens, right? No, they're on. They're a night watch. They're doing everything they possibly can. Mm. They are always on. I like that. And that's why we kick everybody's ass out there in the you know the world. But like you think about that, like when Kobe's out there on the, or was, you know, was out there on the floor, was he, was he complacent? No. Michael Jordan, was he complacent? No. He wanted to destroy people. Yep. Yep. Like that was his mindset New going to every game. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was like, there, I mean, there are stories about people talking shit to, to, to Michael Jordan during the game or before the game or whatever. And he's like, okay, he got this look in his eyes. Like, I'm going to like destroy you. Yeah. Like I'm going to do everything I possibly can drop 50 on you. Yep. Like that's like, like they're not complacent. Right. Yep. And so you know, kind of got on this little tangent, but I just, I like, no, I'm like seeing that. it where people are like, okay with being okay, or they're okay with maybe what's going on in their environment or their, the world right now or whatever. Like, no, like we have to have max of massive action and can't be complacent and be chasing something. But I almost think when complacency is there, it's either like you have, maybe have the wrong tools or really like your dream is just being diminished. It's that a fire marker. is being diminished. Like it's it's just, a marker for you to like double check in, you know, yeah. I heard a quote one time and I, I don't, I don't know if this is the full quote, but it said, um, if you're not moving forward, then by default, you're falling behind. Right. Right. Cause like everybody else is going to try and get up and keep doing their thing. You right. got to keep moving forward too. You think of, I'm kind of on a, a Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, uh, kick right now. Goodness. Right. I'm reading, reading his book, but in one of his speeches, he said, uh, you know, when asked about his hero, did mm -hmm. you hear about this? Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, it's me in 10 years or whatever. Right. And he says, so I get there in 10 years and somebody goes, who's your hero? Oh, it's me in five years. Like there's always another right. realm and another goal to hit. And right. you're right. Can't get too comfortable, man. No. I mean, it's just like we see, I mean, you work with athletes every day that are practicing every single day, oh, trying yeah. to get better every day. Yep. Same habits. Like I was with Zach, practices. like Zach had to leave golfing early because he had to go back to do treatment and had to go work out and do this and do that because yep. it's just required. And he was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to dominate. Like I'm, my, my job's not guaranteed. Like I have to work right. for my job every single day, every play I have to work for my job. So true. And I'm like, dude, but that's why a lot, I see a lot of value in sports teams because every play matters. Yep. I mean, people get benched after one game can get benched after half the game. They can get benched. Yep. 
but sometimes we're in our teams and in our lives and we just we don't bench the, we don't bench who should be benched right right like we have some maybe some family or friends that are taken away from our you know us we don't bench them boundaries right you gotta have the yeah and, and have those standards for yourself yep right absolutely dude dude i appreciate you being on the show oh, man thank you um, man. it means the world i know you're super busy all over the place we gotta catch up yeah this has been a been a long time coming so it really means a lot um, if you like this episode please like and subscribe also check out the youtube channel it is live all of these episodes will be on youtube where you can watch them listen to them all that good stuff and we'll be dropping one episode a day until we catch up also hit me up at i am jasonhaugen.com if you ever want to work with me ever want any culture coaching or anything like that also hit me up on instagram at jason haugen and we will see you on the next episode of culture camp rants thank you yes sir